Welcome to Provision in the Thicket, a podcast from Provision Church in Monroe, North Carolina, where we apply the provision of God's Word to everyday cultural and theological questions. This is your host, Cole. Thanks for joining us. All right, welcome back to Provision in the Thicket. Uh, this is Cole, College Director at Provision Church, and I have Ryan Smith back with me again. I'm back. I'm setting In the Thicket podcast history with being the first one to ever do, to be invited back. That's right. So I guess it, I was okay the first time. Yeah, we said on the at the end of your last one that we'd invite you back, so we <laughs> here we are. The promise. But anyways, yeah. um, on the last one, Ryan talked about uh, why church planting? So kind of in our podcast, starting it up, we really just started answering a lot of questions like why, why church planting, why evangelism, uh, why provision in the thicket. And so I wanted to bring Ryan back on the podcast because it's been a few months and there's just been developments in the church planting uh, timeline, but also really uh, how God is moving. And I thought it would be cool if you guys could hear just some of what Ryan's been going through, processing, and even looking ahead to the future. So it's going to be uh, fairly brief, but we just want to update you as to um, how Ryan has been developing the church plant team and the the plan. So uh, why don't you, Ryan, just give us just a quick overview again, like church name, where, why? Yeah, I don't know that last time I was in here, we had a church name. Yeah. Um, So... Church name is Truth Bible Church. I uh, won't go into a lot of the detail with that, but really comes from 1 Timothy 3.15. Um, this, that speaks to the church being a pillar of truth. And as we come together and we're unified and we're mature in Christ, which I'll speak to here in a little bit, um, we represent the truth. So Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And the church now um, uh, really embodies that and represents that. Um, obviously, we're planting in Elon. Uh, Burlington area, which is an area I mentioned last time that's rapidly growing and greatly needs a gospel presence on the campus as well as in the community. And right now, this hit me, and I've been talking to our planting team, um, this hit me recently that it's 2023. So Mm. we're like a few months away. (laughs) I guess when it was 2022, it was like, okay, I've got some time. But now that it's 2023, we're right around the corner. Um, So we're looking at May 2023. We'll have a commissioning service at Provision probably that first week, that first Sunday in May, and um, and we'll be meeting in, in May as a team, as a church, which is hard to believe, but it's coming quickly. So we're really excited about that, um, and and yeah, so yeah, so it, in the church family at Provision, this will be a reality that's going to hit soon um, as we're sending or having that service in May, um, but then we're gonna miss a substantial portion of our people. But yeah. that's good because we send out so that you guys can do what we're doing here. Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, you even asked some of the why. I think that I mentioned this kind of a broad overview last time when you asked about the why of church planting. And I think over the past few months, as I've grown and matured, I guess, hopefully at least, one thing that I've that's hit me recently with, with the church planting, you know, and the why of it, that I've been challenged with recently is I had a buddy that sent me a, a clip. It was a Paul Washer clip, and you can imagine how this might go. But he was speaking to a bunch of church planters, and I said this last time on the podcast, and I believed it, but it's hit me more recently in, well, 
I love, we love the church, therefore we plant churches. Like, I think that's accurate. I think it's right. I think it's biblical. But he challenged these church planters and he said, he's basically asking them, how do you know you love the church? Like, church planters say that all the time. And he, and he said, how much, he said, you know, how do you judge that? Like, how do you gauge that? And he, he responded with a question. He says, how much do you love the most difficult non-growing believer in your congregation? Mm-hmm. He says, that's how much you love the church. And that's hit me hard. So we all have those people in our congregation. Um, it doesn't matter where we're at. You're going to have difficult people that are challenging. How much, do, Ryan, do you love those people? And that has challenged me recently. Um, and I, I think of with that Ephesians 2 through 4, um, where it was Jew and Gentile. And that was the mystery of Christ and the church. He brought Jew and Gentile together, not just salvation, but brought them together as body, as the body. Um, and then Ephesians 4 says, be eager to maintain unity. Um, lastly, with that, Hebrews 13, 17, you know, it tells the pastors that we're to watch over their souls, but we're to do so joyfully and without complaining and groaning. Anyways, all that to say, that's hit me recently. It's, okay, if we love the church, if we truly say we love the church, then we have to love the most unlovable people mm-hmm. um, that are far from Christ, that are straying from Christ. And so anyways, that's hit me hard recently, and I think that's probably my succinct as possible answer to the why of it because mm-hmm. we love people. Yeah, well, it's good to hear like the the personal side of how you know God's been moving in you and with the Word, um, but kind of looking more of a big picture. Obviously, when you're planting a church, that's a lot of work and a lot of thought and prayer goes into it, and you don't just want to barge into the the city, you know, without a plan. So, um, obviously, part of mission statements and uh, core values and stuff like that goes into that. So, as you're thinking about Truth Bible Church. Uh, what is your mission statement? Yeah, so our goal with the mission statement was to be, <laughs> if we're going to put Bible in our name, we better be <laughs> as biblical as we can. It's, it, it's, really, it's, it's truth Bible Church exists to preach the word, to equip the saints, to reach the lost for the glory of God. There's many mission statements we could have. Our goal was to be, um, to really summarize the New Testament church and what the New Testament church was to be. And so that that's, um, that's the mission statement. Um, I can talk through that a little bit. Um, really, to me, the primary task when you survey the New Testament, the primary task of, of the church is to preach and proclaim the gospel. And so we don't want to throw, throw aside the preaching of the word. So we think ultimately we preach the word um, powerfully, convictionally, and obviously by the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I love what Lloyd-Jones says. He says the, the primary task of the church and the Christian minister is to preach the Word of God. Mm-hmm. I think Acts 6-4 kind of speaks to that, where it's really preaching and prayer. Those are the two two goals there. Um, so the preaching the Word will be the, the primary focus. And again, that is ultimately to equip the saints, which stems from Ephesians 4. Um, so the, the purpose of the expositional preaching of God's Word is so that the saints um, are equipped for the work of the ministry. And what's interesting about, I think, that passage is— I don't mean to, to preach here, but it, but it's hit me recently. The whole the work of the ministry. I think sometimes we think of a skill set, mm-hmm. like we're we're equipping people to be skilled in ministry. Not that that's none of it, but that that word there is is uh, table waiters. It's mm-hmm. it's the word for deacon. And so I, we're equipping people to ultimately be Christ like, to be other centered, to be outward. Mm-hmm. Um, which means that according to Ephesians four, that means the church will be unified and it will be um, mature. 
So the end goal of that would be to reach the lost. I think sometimes we can jump ahead of equipping the saints to, to reaching the lost. Obviously, we want to reach the lost, but we, we would say a byproduct of reaching the lost uh, or a byproduct of building up the church and equipping the saints is reaching the lost. Mm-hmm. So our focus is equipping the saints so that we can more effectively reach the lost. Um, and, and again, that all uh, concludes with the glory of God. Mm-hmm. That's our, I mean, obviously, that's our goal um, as Christians, whatever we eat, drink, or whatever we do, we do all to the glory of God, and that is our focus. Um, so we want to glorify God. The way to do that is to preach the word, to equip the saints, to then reach the loss, so he gets the glory for all of that. Nice. So that's kind of the one-sentence mission statement, and I like how it flows. It's like the links in the chain, but they're all interconnected. Yeah. So the To me, when we talk about strategy and stuff, I, I think church planting, it's hard, and and, you know, Equipping people is difficult, but the blueprint for that is, I think, simple. Like, the Scripture lays that out. The comfort in all of this is God gives the increase and God gives the growth. That's the hard thing, obviously, mm-hmm. to be patient and to wait. That was what I was saying earlier about the Paul Washer quote. We should be patient with people. Um, you know, we want new churches and new church plants each and every year. It might not be God's design. Mm-hmm. So That's good. So kind of going into core values. So core values are bit different than a mission statement. It really shows what you're going to base everything that you do off of. Um, so what are some of the core values that you've been working through? Yeah, this is a funny one. Um, I don't know where to go with it. Other, I'll, I'll, I'll just keep it brief and simple. The core values are, are preaching, singing, praying, and sending. Um, I hesitate to say this. I'm going to say this. Hopefully we don't go viral here. I think core, <laughs> I think core values can be overrated. Mm-hmm. Um now, that's not to say they're not useful and they're not helpful, but I think we can overrate them because the church is called to so many different things. Like, where do you stop the core values? And so in light of that, and I'm thinking of like, okay, you know, what, where do we focus on? And <laughs> maybe this is overly simplistic, but I'm thinking, okay, what are in terms of our gathering, like what are we going to mainly be doing as a church? So we're going to be preaching the word. And on Sunday mornings, we're going to be singing the word on Sunday mornings and probably throughout the week. Uh, we're going to be praying midweek, midweek prayer meetings. And then the goal of preaching and then singing, singing is a big one in that we're, uh, the New Testament, Ephesians 5, uh, Colossians 3 speaks to, we sing to encourage one another and to edify one another. So singing, we don't leave that out. So we, we preach the word, we sing the word, um, and then we pray ultimately so that we can um, equip people to be mature in Christ to then send them back um, into their workplaces, into their families, their homes. And then eventually, hopefully, we do plant new churches in God's timing on that. So ultimately, that's not overly creative, and I don't, I don't, I don't know if this is good or bad, but it's our core values are what we're doing. And our schedule holds us accountable to these values. Because mm-hmm. we could have a million different values, and it's like, well, how do you focus on all these? Our heart is just, let's just focus on what we're doing and why we're gathering. Yeah, so. that's good. I like the simplicity in that. Um, so, obviously, you're not going alone. It's not just you or um, even just your family, but there's other families and people that have committed to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, as a core team, like, you're about to start prepping them. Well, and as we're recording, you're about to start that process. So, what are you going to go through with them? How are you going to get them ready? Because this is a big move for them, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that a lot, prayed through that a lot. And I think with with church planting, and you said it, it, it's big. It's a big thing. My heart, though, is to simplify it 
um, I think of before Israel is about to go to the promised land and crosses, and Moses turns around, and that's Deuteronomy, right? He just taught the basics. And I think that's that's my heart. So we're going to go through Fundamentals of the Faith by John MacArthur. It's a, a 13-week series that goes through literally the fundamentals and the basics of the faith. What's the Word of God? What's prayer? Um, obedience, the attributes of God, et cetera, et cetera, so that we're all foundationally on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think any time in, in the Christian life even and in the church, when something goes wrong, typically it's we're, we're missing one of the basic things. Yep. And we'll, we will. I mean, we're going to sin and we're going to fall. So that's the heart there is just let's just go through the basics and remember why, who we are in Christ and then who we are as the church and then how we live that out. Um, the, the only other thing we're really going through is uh, Donald Whitney's Praying the Bible. Mm-hmm. So it's a really short book that I've been super blessed by that. We want to teach and grow in our prayer life. Like how to, I think sometimes we just tap prayer on to the end, the beginning of things. We want to spend intentional time in prayer because, as I said earlier, ultimately prayer is the blueprint uh, in, in conjunction with Scripture. And so we want to know how to pray the Word and how to um, – growing our intimacy and our relationship with Christ and that. So those are the two main focuses. It's a big deal for everybody. That's one reason why I'm trying to just simplify it all and say, hey, this isn't as big as we think it is. Right. And I love that because you could easily start with eight weeks on strategy, like what we're going to do, what are we going to do when we get there? Um, But starting with the basics so that you're on the same page. I mean, you're going back to the Word and then praying the Word, you know, teaching your people how to pray, and that's going to do so much for you. So that when you get there, um, you can begin strategizing and knowing how you're going to do um, what God has called you to do there. Right. So I, I love that. Yep. Um, so just to kind of make it more real for people, what have been some encouraging developments or even some stories that you'd like to share? This can be anything from people that um, you've connected with or um, even just praises that you want to praise God for. Yeah, well, one thing, one recent development really quickly is we're an official 501c3. So yeah. we are an official church. It's, it's weird. I'm getting mail <laughs> that has like Truth Bible Church on it. And it's just, <laughs> it's really interesting. And it's really cool, though. It's exciting. The most encouraging thing that you kind of briefly hit, hit on earlier that wasn't in, in um, motion when we met last time was we have a core team. Mm. I, I mean, we're, we're a church that's not that large. Like we're only four years old. And we have, including ours, five families and three young adults that that are committed to going, which is just mind-boggling. That's awesome. It is yeah. awesome. And it's funny. We were praying before we, we want five fam- five families at least. Like uh-huh. that would be great. And here we are with five families. Yeah. So just seeing people, and in a way, it's it's easier it's easier for Megan and I to go right because we're leading it and all that. It's harder for these people to mm-hmm. pack up, move their lives, sell their houses, get new jobs. Uh, that has just been incredibly encouraging to watch people do that. Mm. It just shows that the hand of God's in it and and the Spirit is working um, in this whole, you know, situation. So I think that's been the most encouraging thing. Even seeing college students that are graduating to, yeah. you know, make their life count for Christ is, is awesome. We've already made some connections in Alamance County. There's a couple families, a couple people that are already interested in being a part of what we're doing. Um, a couple college students that will be going to Elon, which we want to get our foot in the door there. Yeah. The way to get in the foot in the door there is to have a student. Right. That's how it worked here. We had one student that cared to reach his campus, and here we are, you know, two, three years later. Um, 
we have a partner church. That's been, I think, one of the most comforting things for me is is a church called Church of the Vine. They have a heart for Elon as well. Um, I've built a really good relationship with their pastor. Um, just having, and they're basically a year ahead of us. So they were a church plant like a year, year and a half ago. So they're ahead of us, a step ahead of us, and he's helping me walk through some things that I wouldn't know mm. if, if it wasn't for him. So that's just been really, really cool and exciting and encouraging to see God's hand at work there. Right now, we're, we're kind of full steam ahead, looking for locations to meet. I'm starting to meet with a lot of different people. Um, but I, I'd imagine maybe four months from now, when we do another one of these, church planting number three, God's going to provide that and right. we'll have all that too. So Yeah, it's going to be so cool to hear the stories and even for me like seeing some of the college students go and commit I mean that's huge and it just shows like God's going to provide people he's going to provide a location um, and it, I mean part of that is uh, he he's good in doing that and he wants to um, you know fuel us fuel you guys to you know not to say it's going to be easy all the time mm-hmm. but it's going to be worth it because yeah. um, it's his work so that's cool. So we'll be updating uh, you guys with more cool stories. And even when Ryan is down there, um, we can have him back on to, you know, update. That would be yeah. a cool way to connect. Um, but anyways, we're in January, and so we're a few months out from really the commissioning. Um, so how can we be praying for you, uh, the core team, as a church family? Yeah, so I would say for the team, and I just mentioned this a minute ago, I mean, the reality is people are looking for new jobs. And... Um, looking for houses and especially with the housing market now, it's just yeah. kind of in flux. So um, really I think specifically there would be ease of mind and trusting God in terms of the team and all of us. Uh, but that moving process can be very stressful. So just God to provide, which we know he will, but as well as people trusting God through that process. I think for me, it's juggling several different things and um, taking things one thing at a time. Um you know, I think I can. I think of all those commands in the Psalms where it's uh, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and fears the Lord. It's that simple. God's going to bless as we trust. So it's Ryan trusting the Lord one step at a time. There. Uh, lastly, I would say for the area. I mean, we just the reality is we need contacts and we need God to to prepare the harvest, and He uses our prayers to do that in some way, in some fashion. And so really, I think those three areas, so praying for the area, praying for me personally, and then and praying for the team, I think maybe most importantly um, as we look ahead. But again, I don't want to be redundant, but we know he will. He's right. done it so far again and again and again. So we're excited to watch him work. That's awesome. Well, um, kind of to get near the end, um, we'll spend some time in prayer, but I hope that for you listening, this has uh, just been a good update. And of course, Ryan will be around for a few more months, so you can ask him any questions you want or um, just tell him you've been praying for him or the core team. And uh, that means so much more than mm-hmm. we could ever know. So, um, Ryan, I'll pray for us sure. as we end. Father God, we praise you for your goodness. And Lord, we know that um, it's because of your glory, because you have first saved us or brought us from death to life, that we even um, have the chance to do the work of the ministry, that we even have a chance to plant churches and to proclaim the gospel. Lord, we are not sufficient in our in and of ourselves, but our sufficiency comes from you. And you use jars of clay and weak vessels to proclaim your glory, God. And uh, I pray for Ryan and the core team that you would give them continual trust in your name, that, Lord, the details, um, which are often so cloudy, would become clear as they go. 
Um, and as uh, it gets closer to the time for them to move, that you would provide housing, that you would provide a location for them to meet, Lord, that you would provide more contacts for them to get connected to Elon. Um, God, and we are excited to see what you're going to do. And we are excited to partner together as we, as provision send them, Lord, and just see um, you multiply churches and multiply um, people for your glory. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.